The Hottest Take is one of the most entertaining podcasts that we do on the Ringer Podcast Network. Every episode is between seven and nine minutes. It is one take. It's usually outlandish. The person defends it. We all argue about it. And then the episode ends. What's better than that? Check out The Hottest Take right now, only on Spotify. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. I have new rewatchables coming on Monday night. It is the last episode of Naughty November. I was supposed to be on the Prestige TV podcast tonight, breaking down White Lotus after episode four. We had a behind-the-scenes issue. That was my fault. I apologize. Um, we are going to come back big after episode five and do an episode four, episode five combo episodes. I got to say, episode four was the weakest one so far. It was like that transition episode that sets up everything that's going to happen in episode five, six, seven. So I think we're fine. I think we're okay. I think we're, we're going to have an awesome uh, next episode, me and Joanna Robinson on the Prestige TV podcast. I think we're covering that Fleischman show as well this week. Sex Lives of College Girls, we're doing that one. And we have a lot more in the works. So stay tuned for that. Matt Bellany's coming on in a second. You can hear his podcast, The Town, where we cover all the Hollywood stuff, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I think it's the best pod of all of those type of industry pods. I think he has the torch right now. And it's so good that we stole him for the top of this pod. Usually we lead with, with uh, Sal on Sunday nights. I will explain why we're leading with Matt Bellany in a second. One of the biggest Hollywood stories of the past 10 years happened tonight. So Matt's going to come on. And then after that, guess the lines with Sal. We'll break down week 11 and uh, we'll do our usual thing. So there you go. That's the podcast. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, usually we start with Sal on Sunday nights, but one of the biggest Hollywood stories, I would say the past eight to 10 years, happened tonight. Bob Iger, who retired from Disney, triumphantly wrote a book, wrote off into the sunset, 
named his handpicked successor, Bob Chapek. And a couple of years later, now all of a sudden it is announced he's returning as the CEO of Disney. Matt Bellany is here who uh, hosts the town podcast for us. He'll be covering this more in detail tomorrow, but, and I hate to step on the pod, Bellany, but Jesus, this is a big story. Are you surprised? Surprised that you're not more surprised? What do you, what do you, where do you rank? Yeah, this is sort of the the preview of the emergency pod, the emergency to the emergency pod. Now, I am surprised. I'm surprised how this all went down. Um, I'm not surprised that Disney would make a change at CEO. There was some speculation as to whether Chapek, uh, Bob Chapek, would be renewed after three years. He was renewed in June, and now he's out a few months later. Um, I am surprised that they just did it like a firing squad on a Sunday night. Just press release. Thank you for your service. The old guy is the new guy again. Let's move forward. It was pretty stunning. But this must have been in motion for a couple of weeks, right? Like the easy thing to think is that, oh yeah, the earnings happen and they panic. But I, I just don't believe it. This had to have been in motion for the last couple of weeks and they had to know that the earnings weren't going to be that great, right? They did know that, uh, but I do think that there's been some dissatisfaction for a long time, uh, but it couldn't have gone on that long because they did renew him a couple months ago. So it was a reluctant renewal because they gave him a two-year extension, not three years, but they had an opportunity to dump the guy, and they didn't. They stuck with him, and then from, from June until now, the situation at Disney has just become markedly worse. And this recent earnings call, I have been told, was what sort of accelerated the panic button to be hit. So one of the things that's been going on, and you wrote about this for Puck pretty recently, I think it was Thursday, was the, yeah, it's kind of, there was some Bob versus Bob and the timing for your piece on Thursday was tied to this Disney earning thing. But, you know, publicly, he never, Iger never said anything, but privately, and I had heard some of this stuff too, that. People would be like, hey, what's going on with Disney? And Iger, you know, really didn't hesitate to be critical of of JPEG and what happened. But that the fact that it was his handpicked successor made it even stranger. Like it seemed like almost immediately he was distancing himself. I think you wrote in your piece that when he had his goodbye, whatever, his goodbye party, that JPEG wasn't at the table with Iger, that Iger had, you know, all these different people and some celebrities and heavy hitters and Spielberg. Yeah, and Chapek was at a different table. So it seemed like it got off to a bad start. So why did he pick this guy in the first place? Exactly. And there's this unwritten rule in corporate America that if it's your guy that you pick, you sort of keep your mouth shut and like let him play it out. Iger never adhered to that. And there's some back and forth as to why that was. Chapek supposedly was disrespectful to Iger after he took over. He started making decisions and Iger wasn't involved in the decision-making process and he kind of questioned him within the company. And it was clear almost from the moment that Iger picked him that, it, that Iger did not endorse that decision anymore. And he was pretty open with it. I mean, I reported on... Um, an, um, they do these investor bus tours where investors in Disney come to LA and you know meet not just with Disney but with other companies too. And Iger took that meeting last week. He was literally meeting with investors, which is not something that an executive who is retired typically would do. So you know it's not unprecedented, but 
there was some churn out there, which got me to write about it, that Iger was doing things that you don't normally do if you have ridden off into the sunset. And lo and behold, four days later, he's back in the saddle. Well, and there's some Tom Brady elements to this, right? Like he, he leaves. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up. Well, he leaves, he leaves his dream job, right? And he leaves it because he doesn't want to stay too long. He's very wary of, of, you know, anybody who's loves the Disney history and has read all the books. Like he was the guy who Michael Eisner just refused to turn Disney over to for years and years and undermined. And Iger is very wary about not being that guy. And you want to stay too long. But he also wanted new challenges, right? And I think one of the things that's been interesting about him the last couple of years is we always heard his name floated around for different things. Like, would he be involved with the Rams or the Chargers? Well, that didn't happen. Would he be involved maybe with the Phoenix Suns? That seemed to be the 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 latest thing that people were throwing his name. Oh, Iger's got a group. I know, and maybe I'm reporting this, but I know that Robert Sarver, the Suns owner, said flat out, I'm not selling the team to Iger or any group that has Iger because he blamed Iger for the Disney, for the uh, ESPN story that took down Sarver and, and led to him having to sell the team. So I think once oh, that wow, was out there. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. How about that? A little nugget for you. I'm, I'm playing in your, I'm swimming in your pool. Yeah, I think Sarver genuinely blamed him for that piece and was like, I'm not selling to this guy. So I think once Iger realized that he didn't have a chance at the Suns, maybe that heated up the Disney thing. But I also think, I think once you leave your dream job and you think you can still do it, that has to be tough for him too, right? I think very much so. I mean, Iger's a guy who loves to be in the middle of everything. He was still doing the lunches. He was doing the conference circuit. He was very much in the mix with people around town. And it's just tough for some people. He just, he's that guy wants to be in the middle of it. You know, 70 years old is not that old. This is the guy who had retired or at least had announced his retirement three separate times at Disney and then prolonged it. He had guys that were supposed to take over for him that he had groomed. And all of a sudden he kneecapped and said, you know what, not going to happen. And you're leaving the company. So that, that had really been the, the one issue with his leadership at Disney was the succession issue. He was unable to leave the company and give control to somebody else. And then lo and behold, here we are, you know, two years after he's out, he's back in. Yeah. And I think, so I, I think I even said this on your pod when we were talking about Saturday Night Live and what's going to happen to that show is, you know, it evolves or in, some people would say it's just getting worse. But with Lauren Michaels and, da and David Stern, and I can't remember if the person who said this to me said it about Lauren Michael or David Stern, or maybe two different people said it to me, but they always said the reason they would never leave those jobs was because once you leave that job, once you have this amazing job where you're running SNL, you're running the NBA, you're running Disney, everyone's returning your calls. You're the man, you know? And then once you don't have that job, it gets a little more quiet, right? People aren't, people aren't jumping and, 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 oh my God, this person, oh, Iger's on the phone. Now he still has clout, but it's not the same as running like, you know, arguably the most important content company. And the reason we're leading the podcast with this is because this is a massive story in so many different ways. This is the future of Disney. This could impact potential mergers. One of the things Chapek never did, he never, like Iger was always proactive, like with Pixar, with Marvel, with Star Wars, like he was acquiring and moving and trying to amass content. And Chapek was more, you know, I, I, I like kind of trying to hold the fort. So that makes me think, 
Yeah. So that makes me think Iger coming back, there's got to be some big move brewing to try to change the narrative, right? Well, that's the speculation is that you don't just come back for, you know, to manage the company for two years and kind of steer the ship straight. You come back to do something. And what is Iger going to do with Disney once he's now there? Now, there's speculation they could merge, they could buy something. Netflix is out there. There's other media companies that are struggling. Maybe they merge. We're in a period of consolidation in Hollywood where a lot of these companies are that have spent a lot of money to enter the streaming wars are finding out that it's super expensive and there's not a lot of great return on that investment. So we're going to see a lot of consolidation. And I just wonder if Iger doesn't have something up his sleeve here. It's like the, if Tom Brady's going to come back, is he going to come back to just tread water or is he going to try to win another Super Bowl? Although that's a, not a great analogy because it doesn't seem to be working out that great. Uh, but well, but I he did. That, yeah, but he, Brady did win a Super Bowl with the Bucks, at least. Maybe Iger's. That's true. The first could time. could be yeah, the yeah, version yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, True. Well, I just hope that Iger and Willow Bay are okay, his wife, because I don't want any <laughs> Giselle situations going on. I hope she's not studying jiu-jitsu. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, our friend Jim Miller tweeted you know, he put a tweet out about Netflix's stock price, which he said was like $287. Just kind of threw that out during this whole Iger thing. And that, that made me, that made me wonder, like, first of all, I, I always trust Jim Miller. Like he always, he's like you when he hears stuff, he knows stuff. And I always take anything from him seriously, but Disney and Netflix joining forces. That's, that's not inconceivable, is it? No, I mean, obviously, there would be regulatory issues and antitrust problems if the Biden administration is looking harshly at these kind of mega mergers, it would be difficult. But if you look at what Disney has, it's exactly what Netflix doesn't. Disney has franchises. It has no known IP that goes back 100 years and is beloved around the world. And if you look at Netflix, they're trying desperately to create that IP and they're spending, spending, spending to do it. And, you know, they have hits. But in terms of lasting IP that's going to be around for generations, they haven't created that much. Certainly not on the movie side, but even in TV, you know, you've got Stranger Things and then mm. The Crown, maybe. But that's not going to be something you're talking about in 30 years. It's got to be these Disney properties are just so valuable because they can be mined and remined over and over again for generations. I have a very naive question. Hmm. If there was a Disney Netflix, whatever, who's, who's on the top with who in the merger is Disney buying Netflix or is Netflix buying Disney? I don't like, I, I have no idea who has like the bigger market thing. Uh, well, right now, Netflix has a, a, higher stock price. I mean, Disney has yeah. better financials in the sense that it's, um, you know, it's got other businesses besides just streaming. Uh, Disney is a more fully diversified company. But that was always the problem when these stock prices were so inflated. The value of Netflix was so high that it really outstripped its fundamentals, it's, it, it, the money it was actually bringing in. Now, Netflix operates arguably the only profitable streaming service in all of Hollywood. But that's the only Netflix business. Disney has all of these other things 
that can generate money. I mean, the parks are going crazy right now with people going back after COVID and they have these linear TV networks, which are declining, but still very profitable. And then, you know, they have this streaming investment. They lost a billion five in streaming last quarter. That's just last quarter. Jesus, It's so expensive to make all these Star Wars and Marvel shows just for streaming. And at least for now, they're not getting the return on that investment because the amount of money that people pay for Disney Plus around the world is way lower than what people pay for Netflix or HBO or some of the others. Well, it's kind of an arms race and everybody basically lost. So <laughs> much, it was so much content and so much money being spent on the content. There was no way to to sustain that, especially if, you know, we were going to have some sort of black swan event, which in this case was, you know, the pandemic, the recession or the inflation, the stock everything that's going on stock market, name yeah, like seven really different factors. Market. Yeah. They didn't guess yeah. any of that stuff was happening. So yeah. if it, if it wasn't Netflix, I mean, there's some other stuff out there and you've talked about this on the town over and over again. Like mm. we don't know what's going to happen with Peacock. We don't uh, know. Peacock, my favorite punching bag, Peacock. Yeah, they, you know, and, they, it's just not working. They have 15 million subscribers. It's a U.S. only service. They have no real scripted hits. They have Premier League soccer, and they have you know some Major League Baseball, have WWE, but they don't have enough to really compete. So it's just kind of chugging along. And ultimately that's going to be, I think either shut down or merged with something else, whether it's the whole company buys another company, whether it's Warner brothers discovery or Paramount, those will all consolidate because they have to, like you said, these businesses are not great businesses streaming, but then there's certainly nothing like the cable bundle, which is like the most profitable thing in the history of media, because you're paying for a bunch of crap that you never watch. That's right. just not a thing in streaming, or at least not yet. I was at dinner with a bunch of people last night. We were talking about the streamers, a couple of connected people. And they were saying, mm-hmm. we were kind of saying like, all right, what's left in five years? And we thought Netflix, Amazon, Disney, HBO Max. And those would be the four streamers. And then we were trying to figure not out Apple. what does that mean? Oh, and, and Apple. But I mean, a, it's, it's, it's a like, hobby. Apple yeah, TV Plus it, is a hobby for Tim Cook. Exactly. I couldn't have put it better myself. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I have this yacht that I that every once in a while yeah. I sailed around, but I don't feel like they're like in the game like no. these other people. I mean, they're but, spending a lot of money, but they're not, it's not a real business. They're doing it because they think it's additive to their hardware business, which is an amazing business. And they and Tim Cook gets to tweet about Ted Lasso a couple times a year. Yeah. So Paramount and Peacock and Hulu are the three. And Hulu, as you've covered a bunch of times, there's a whole power dynamic with that whole thing with the, you know, the shares and how that's going to play out. And that'll take like two years. But other than that, I don't know what his next move is. I think what's so fascinating to me about this is in a weird way, it's a failure to come back, but it also feels triumphant, right? Because like, even in his press statement, Iger's like, you know, it's just over the moon that, oh my God, the chance to come back to Disney. It's like, you fucking had this job already. But it's what, a huge, what are you celebrating? It, it's a huge personal risk for Iger. And here's why. This guy had one of the greatest runs in corporate America history. He comes into Disney. He completely transforms his company, completely transforms the industry. I and mean, if you think about how Marvel 
and what it's done to the theatrical film business where literally, you know, every other movie is a superhero movie now and every other movie is a $200 million movie and everything else goes to streaming. Like that Disney did that and it totally changed the movie business. Iger leaves the company as this, you know, conquering hero. He has a full on year to celebrate his exit. He literally went on local TV in LA and was the weatherman just to celebrate his roots as a weatherman. It was like a party for him leaving and he goes away and now he's going to come back into a completely different company. It is, you know, the fundamentals of Disney are good, but it is challenged right now. The stock is in the toilet. They have real problems and they're spending and the streaming services and how they're going to compete. And it's a real challenge. His legacy is literally on the line here. If he comes back, I mean, this could be a Tom Brady 2022, 2023 season for him where it's just not working out. And then what? Then what What? What with his legacy? Did he ruin it? Did he come back too soon? I mean, there's a million sports analogies of guys who stayed on too long or came back or whatever. But but it's a real problem for him if, if this doesn't work. So I do think it's a personal risk. And I'm frankly, like, there's a lot of CEOs who would have just said, no, thanks. You know, I, I did my duty. I'm happy where I am. Uh, Iger's not that guy. He, like we said, wants to be in the mix. He's happy to go back. And I think he thrives on it. Yeah, I wonder, like, he probably kicked the tires thinking about the presidency, decided against that. Oh, he did. He definitely wanted the possibility of an NBA team. Maybe couldn't find the right one. You know, Suns, no. Lakers, the Guggenheim guys already own 25% or 27%. So if the buses ever sell, it's probably going to be to them. And just go around, it's like, Dolan's never selling the Knicks, so maybe the Knicks thing never happens. Adam Silver's not going anywhere, so NBA commissioner's not happening. And I, I think you're right. I think he wants to be in the action. Some people are just, you know, they're wired on it. It's almost like an athlete analogy doesn't work here. It would be, you know, because I was thinking like, is this like Jordan Wizards? But you can't even say that because he's coming back to the exact same situation, which is now way worse than it was before the pandemic, right? He's got all the stuff he has to fix. It's more like a like an executive or a coach, right? It would be like Belichick leaving the Patriots and then just coming back two years later. But if the Patriots were better than they are now, I don't there there but my point is there is no parallel. I don't I don't think this has ever happened before in anything. Didn't Pat Riley do a return stint to the Lakers? Or Phil Phil Jackson did a return after leaving, although that was largely the same core, right? Yeah, he did. I just think Iger was as Phil Jackson's one of the four greatest coaches ever, but Iger was in the running for greatest media executive we've ever had. Right. right. I don't know if he's number one, but if we're having the conversation, he's gotta be one but of the first we, three people if you we mentioned. Have that conversation in two years. Is he there? That's the real question here is, has he put his legacy at risk or does he have the opportunity now to fix the one blemish on his resume, which is that he picked a shitty successor. Now, I mean, it was very Mm. clear in the press release tonight that they said to him, his goal is to steer the ship and also to find and groom a successor. That was in the press release. So they are making it very clear this is a two-year stint that they want. Now, who knows if he'll extend, as he did many times before. But they specifically said, find someone to take over this company on a more permanent basis that is his job. Well, he's an incredible CEO. And it felt like when he turned things over to Chapek, 
he basically turned it over at the worst possible time, right? Right there, the right as the pandemic's about to start, which he probably they probably had intel that the pandemic was oh, at least coming in some form, right? Um, they they have business in China. Yeah, they, they, he, they, Iger stepped down on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty. That at that point, the pandemic was the pandemic in China. They were doing yeah. shutdown. The Disney has extensive business there. They knew exactly what was coming. Yeah, so he comes back. It reminds me of, I remember um, Affleck when he did the Batman movie in uh, like 2014 after Gone Girl when he was like red hot. And I did a mailbag answer where somebody was about like why Affleck wanted to do Batman. Like he, everything, remember he had that incredible comeback run in Argo and he was just oh, yeah. red hot again. And then it felt like the swing for the fences with Batman. And I wrote this whole thing about, you know, he had hit rock bottom and then he had this unbelievable comeback. And now this was like the fuck you, like when the Pats were trying to go 19 and 0. It was like one of those moments. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going, now I'm going for 19 and 0. And I wrote it all out. And then I remember talking to him after and he was like, yeah, that's basically what it was. (laughs) I, I was on a heater and why not? You know, you hit this point, why not? And I wonder with Iger, um, he must have hit the why not point with this. Like, why not? If I pull this off, I come back, I ride back in on my white horse and I save Disney and I put the pieces together for this unbelievable run. I save the stock. I make us the dominant streamer. Now there's no doubt I'm the greatest media executive of all time, right? Yeah, but... That's the risk. It's a huge risk. By the way, Damon and Affleck today they announced this new thing that I totally saw got that. stepped on by the Iger News. No one's talking about. It. They announced this new directors collective they're doing, where they're gonna Affleck's gonna only direct for this company that's gonna like be better for directors. And I felt bad for them because literally no one is talking about it because of the Iger News. And it's the same thing. Like this is this is gonna dominate the Hollywood conversation for at least the next few months. And it's well, going to be a soap opera. It's like the NBA. It's like every day there's something new. I was thinking about how the NBA stars bouncing around is a lot like these executives. Like there was a great article in the New York Times by uh, James Stewart about how, wondering whether the uh, AT&T Time Warner merger was the worst merger of all time. And he, it starts out with this anecdote of John Stanky bringing in the three people who were basically running Time Warner at the time. And all three people are gone, right? The the plep was gone. The the guy who got bounced, the movie guy, he's gone. And was, yeah. yeah, and, and who is the third guy? All three of them are. The third are guy out. was uh, Oh Zucker. Jeff Zucker at CNN. Yeah. Yeah. It was so that's a hilarious anecdote. He like gave them a sheet of paper that told them <laughs> how to comport themselves in front of him. As <laughs> if as if he couldn't just like say that to him. He needed they needed a structure of uh, you will address me as john i like to say you know hang out with my wife on saturday so please no calls on saturday amazing stuff it was single space two pages was my favorite part but all those guys are gone Iger handed off to chapek who's now gone it's just i think the musical chairs is a lot like these nba superstars where it's like oh now this guy's on this team and oh durant's on brooklyn now no we're going hard and He's on Brooklyn. No, he's actually on Philly now. Maybe that's what media executives are like NBA superstars. It is a little bit, although the, the NBA guys are usually the young up and comers who are disrupting everything. In media, it tends to be these old guys who just kind <laughs> yeah. of bounce around. Not a lot of young talent coming up or at least being given the opportunity 
to do this. All these guys are in their 50s, 60s, 70s now. And uh, yeah, it's sort of, it feels a little bit like a fall of Rome type situation where everyone's mm. scrambling for their lifeboat and uh, you know, the, everything's burning around them because literally no one knows what's going to happen in the, in the entertainment business in the next 10 years. People are just kind of grasping at straws. So every little development is like an oh shit moment. Like tonight when that press release hit, my, my phone was just like blowing up. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe they just did this. They just fired the CEO of Disney just like on a Sunday night, just like sent the press release. <laughs> it's a, and weirdly, it was predictable because the earnings were so bad. Um, all right, before you go, the you're going to cover this all week on the town or at least part of the week because we have Thanksgiving coming up. But give me, give me one off the top of your head prediction for the next two years with this Iger Disney thing. If you... J- you don't have to be tied to it, but just like a just a fun prediction, a wild. No, I'll card. give you one. I mean, this is a little inside baseball, but a lot of people are getting fired. A lot of the people that Chapek brought in, he did this big reorganization where he, you know, put one of his deputies in charge of all of the media businesses. This guy, Kareem Daniel, I think yep. all of that will be gone. I think that Iger will actually start to walk back some of the price changes and the price gouging that they've been doing at the parks where you go to Disneyland and you pay like 200 bucks to get in and then you have to pay 20 bucks extra to go on the rides you actually want to go on. I think Iger will probably walk some of that stuff back and try to not get as much criticism from the parks fans that he's been getting. Um, The real question is ESPN. What are they going to do with ESPN? The rights fees are so expensive. The linear numbers are going down, down, down. They don't know what ESPN Plus is going to be. I mean, there was a big investor, Dan Loeb, this summer who said, you guys need to sell ESPN, which would have been unthinkable even five, seven years ago at Disney. It was powering their earnings. But now there's going to be a point where the cable subscribers decline enough where ESPN is not a profitable venture. And then what? I would sell ESPN and put the money toward Netflix. Sell ESPN my, and buy Netflix. Yeah, if that if it was my fantasy team, that's what I'd do. Easy, no brainer. Dump well, Netflix ESPN. is going to get into sports at some point. I mean, they already they went after tennis rights. They went yeah. after a surfing league. The Netflix is going to get into sports too. So maybe sell sell ESPN, buy Netflix, and then have Netflix start to get sports rights. Well, that's the one thing coming out of this because the NBA rights are coming up. I thought ESPN was getting at least a huge chunk of the NBA anyway, but now it's a lot because Iger and Silver. You know, that that you can lock that one down. Um, all right, Matt Bellany, I know you're going to cover this on the town. You just put a new newsletter up on Puck, which everybody should get if they love this stuff. Um, and this was great. Thanks for hopping on on short notice. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Soccer fans, there's a lot going on right now. A lot. There might be a tournament. There might be a major tournament. Right now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because new customers get $125 in free bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. When you bet on Team USA in group play, you know what that means. All customers get free bets back if they don't win. FanDuel also now live in Maryland. Congratulations, Joe House. Get in on the action now with great offers, boosts, and more. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, you can build your own same-game parlays and take advantage of awesome offers all through the tournament. Best of all, you'll get paid your winnings instantly. So don't miss your chance to get $125 in free bets, win or lose. When you join FanDuel with promo code BS, you make every moment more. 
All you have to do is go to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You must be 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, Cousins House here, taping this part of the podcast. It is 8.30. We just watched Chiefs Chargers. And I was thinking as Mahomes pulled out an unsurprising yet completely surprising comeback, how this is the first time in his career he is indisputably, unquestionably the best quarterback in the world. He's always been in the running. I think the smart fans felt like he was the most talented, whatever. Brady was in there for a couple years. Rodgers won two MVPs. This year, it felt like it was him and Josh Allen, and they were kind of like the Ali Frazier thing going a little bit. But now it's Mahomes, and he's by himself, and it's like Hulk Hogan in the mid-'80s, 1985 Hogan just running through cities, pinning people left and right. Whatever feud he's in, he's going to win. He's the guy. I think it's official tonight. He is the guy. He is, and until he, like Hogan, takes a stand and admits that he's doing anabolic steroids, uh, I think he is. No, honestly, you're right. And you're right. No matter how you want to break it down. He's the guy. If you need one drive in the fourth quarter, if you need one play from the three, if you need a division win, if you need a road win, as we saw, he hadn't lost in October, November, the last 15 games or something that hasn't lost in the AFC West ever on the road. Was that right? Like, I, I can't even believe some of these stats. He, he could draw a pass interference call if you need it. What do you need out of Mahomes? You're going to get it. And I don't know why we're kidding ourselves thinking it's anyone else. Yeah, he certainly has the mantle now of the I can't believe I bet against this guy mantle, which yeah. has a long storied history, right? There was years of Manning and Brady kind of both had it for a while. Rogers had it for a little while. But now it's like if you had the Chargers money line, you're probably celebrating. <laughs> what were the what were the Chiefs heading into that last drive down four with like two minutes left? What was the line? Plus plus one seventy two. It was me and you and Hench and House, and we're like we always debate, and you should just keep just bet it every time, and you're going to come out plus. Yeah, I think we've said before, we always felt like he was the most talented quarterback that we've seen. Like just he he brought the most tools and tricks to the table of anybody, but I think. What really needs to happen to be truly great? He's got the Super Bowl already, but the, it's the week to week stuff. It's nights like tonight where yeah. you just, those, you start stockpiling those and you have five of those, then you have 10, and then that's been going on for a half decade. And now it's eight years, now it's nine years. And that's what's going to happen. And he also has, he was able to keep this going. He loses Tyreek Hill, who is the best receiver in the league. He still has the magic with Kelsey. And it's one of those things where they were just kind of keeping their fingers crossed, hoping that because they had Mahomes, that he would be the Steph Curry, what we talked about in over-unders pod before the year. Yeah. Let's just put the pieces around him. Well, they're eight and two. They have the best record in the AFC. They have the second best record in the league. Mm -hmm. And they have the inside track on the one seed. And you could say that the strategy, the gamble worked, right? Even though Tyreek is crushing it on Miami, it still kind of worked. It definitely worked, but I think, and you mentioned Kelsey, but we should give him a little more credit than just to mention, right? Like he just, he just abused an all pro for almost four hours tonight, right? <laughs> he he just, did. Yeah. He went nuts. And uh, if you don't have that guy, maybe it's a little different. If you don't have Hill and Kelsey, maybe we're not, uh, you know, singing songs for Patrick Mahomes, but um, yeah. it does work. It all works. And, you know, he's, he's going to make this 
Darius Tony, a star, and whoever, you know, who that, already got hurt. <laughs> yeah, right. He's already hurt. a game and a half. Yeah, that was it. But it, it, I bet he doesn't freak out about that stuff, right? No. It doesn't really matter to him. And Pacheco is running the ball. Like, it doesn't really even matter who you put in there and unless it's Kelsey is out of there and uh, Mahomes. Those, that's the Yeah, he needs there. the one guy. Like, Brady always had Gronk. And I was thinking, yeah. like, uh, you know, Brady and Gronk, Mahomes and Kelsey, and I think Elway and Shannon Sharp. Are probably that the the QB tight end. It's probably that order one two three. Mm. Rivers and Gates is in there. I think Breeze yeah. and Jimmy Graham have a surprising amount of TDs. I think they're like the third most QB tight end things ever. And then your guy Witten with uh with Romo, I think is up there. There's been some combos, yeah. but I think those three levitate above everybody else, and especially Brady Gronk and Mahomes Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go way back, Fouts and Winslow, right? That was yeah. Uh, that was a Which big was tight end. Yeah. a little yeah. shorter than I think people. Right. You know, when a tight end was good in the old days, it lasted like three years. Like Ben Coates mm -hmm. was incredible for the Pats. And you go back and look at his stats and it was really like four years because yeah. those guys were just getting annihilated. Yeah. I mean, it sure. was like they, they would have what? One, one 16 game season was like three seasons with tight mm -hmm. ends. You, they were getting crushed over the middle. Everyone was teeing off on them. And uh, and it went down fast. Now there's there's better rules in place, but yeah. So KC, they do a couple things tonight. First of all, they hold the one win uh, over four teams: Miami seven and three, so's Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo. So they mm -hmm. stay a game ahead of all those people. They also knock out the Chargers out of the top seven, and now the Chargers are looking up at the Pats six and four, Bengals six and four, and Jets six and four. And I think the Bengals are the one that I think out of those three is the real playoff team. Pats, mm -hmm. Jets, we'll talk about later. Chargers now five and five, classic Chargers season. They could easily be like eight and two, right? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, this is who they are and this is what they do. Yeah, whether it's a field goal kicker who doesn't show up or injured players or doctors performing weird surgery on the side. Yeah, exactly. It's like, right. unfortunately, Herbert's, great and he's going to bear the brunt of a lot of that and he can't come up a winner in this sp specific game against the Chiefs in which you know again everyone's rooting against him in LA I, I was it was good to see a game where there's points scored I I, I, I appreciate a 17-14 game too but no and we'll talk about your quarterback and, and the Jets mm. and didn't seem like any of the quarterbacks were able to put anything together in the cold weather today so this was a breath yeah. of fresh air our friend Dave Chang was at the game today and he said mm. uh there's a smattering of Chargers fans. Wow. And just, it was just overpowering Chiefs Nation. Pretty rough. I also think like that shot of Herbert kind of just staring onto the field like Dr. Loomis at the end of Halloween, not knowing where Michael Myers went, just kind of right. sadly, but kind of, there's a look in his eye. I've been here before. I can't believe this is happening again. This seems to be a Herbert staple now. He does whatever he could do. He had that unbelievable throw to Allen. What was that, like third and 18? At third, 18, by the way, seems to be the lucky number. It seems like a yeah. lot of conversions are done on third or fourth and 18. If he's 17 or 19, you're not going to get it. No way. But 18, <laughs> right. it could be. But yeah, I'm trying to think of what, what I would liken it to because there's always that, what seems to be a knockout blow on third and 18 or fourth and 18. And uh, they just can't put it together at the end. We all knew the Chiefs were the winning bet plus 172 in the last drive. So. Do you think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC unequivocally? Or would you say they're the team you feel the best about, but you still feel like it's wide open? Uh, 
Well, let me ask you this question, since it matters more to you and you have more of a chance of grabbing the seven seed. Are they the team you want to least? Well, right. I mean, that's where you would be, right? And you would play the two. Who are you hoping gets the two last? Is it the Chiefs? Is it the Ravens? Or is it the Bills or Dolphins? No, the team we would have. I'm not even really ready to talk about the Patriots playoff (laughs) hopes yet, but the team we would have the best chance against is Tennessee, like one of those 10, 7, 16, 13, like just like a defensive battle. Our defense is really good. Like at some point, Mm -hmm. you know, you could say like, oh, it was Zach Wilson again, whatever. But our defense is good. It's just the rest of the team is such garbage. Um, Like that, like, but do you want to talk about this now? My dad and I were, my dad is in town. let's, Let's talk about it. Yeah. My dad came to town. He turned 75 next week. So mm-hmm. flew him out. All excited for Pat's Jets. And it just got dark during the game. Like we're having combos like, who would you least rather have as your QB, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? And oh, we're like, no. probably, probably would rather have Mac, but not even sure. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson like can't do anything at all. But we're like, at least Zach Wilson can run a little. Mac's numbers were decent, but if you watch the game, he was bad. Like he just took over and over again sacks at the worst time. There was some run after the catch stuff with him that made his stats look better than they were, but he can't move around. He um, just seems to have lost his poise. So we're, we're watching that. Then we're thinking like, do we have a better chance of scoring when Zach Wilson has the ball or when Mac Jones has the ball? And we were wow. honestly like, we probably, there was one point where it's like, we should punt, try to lock him inside the 10 and Zach Wilson, maybe he'll get us one. And then we're thinking, like, we might have a better chance with our special teams than Mac Jones. And then what happens? You were the right. The most improbable win yeah. in recent Patriots history. You are so spoiled, though. You are. I know you said the numbers don't matter. But when you tweeted, I, I looked at it. I looked at them. I'm like, wow, because I wasn't following. First of all, I'm in, I was in a bar in Oregon. There's yeah. nothing m- more <laughs> but like put a, a pin in a balloon when you're at a bar and you're like, oh, there's seven screens there. Like, oh, they get one game. It's right. a Bills bar. I really felt like I was in college again. It was a Bills bar and they somehow got the red zone in the middle, which and mm. every TV is married to the other. And so they can only show two games on 11 screens. But anyway, oh, God. so uh, so anyway, I was looking at your thing. I was like, what, what's going on? Why it, could it be that? He was 19 for 22, Mac Jones, when you started crying on Twitter about it for 207 yards. That, Do you that's, trust? That's the 22 quarterback. That's it. Marcus Mariota won oh with my God. way worse stats than that. Sal. You're not going to get Mahomes. I'm sorry. You can't have Mahomes Sal. right away after Tom Brady. It, there's going to be a few years before you have to figure it out. Are you really going to throw like completion percentage at me? You, must, you, you have to trust my football opinion a little bit at this point. Listen, uh, he's just <laughs> done. He's checking down. Every time we, we were inside the 35 yard line, like five times he's, Every time there was a bad sack to take, he took it. He couldn't move around, couldn't do anything. We had three points. We we had three points in the entire game at home. Uh, like that, I, that's I on him. Say. It was cheap stats. I'm telling you, the Jets, all they were doing was just giving us the ball back after three downs. They that's had 103 it. yards total. But he manages we had the three game. Points. That's what's fine. What was he it's, managing? managing? He had three it's points. Fine. He's not getting, he's not turning the ball over. I mean, talk to a Jets fan right now about what the future is going to be like. So, yeah. You're you're still a playoff team. You're, you're going to be just fine with Mac no, Jones. This team is not fine. This team offensively is impotent, and they can't really block. And part of that, like if you're going to make a defensive Mac, it's like, well, the blocking's not great. Andrews, the center, got hurt again today. 
Uh, well, the blocking was Brown great on the, on the Marcus Jones return. It was really great. There was, there was one that right was in nice. the back that, that the referee missed or blocking the back. It wouldn't have covered otherwise. The problem you saw today with Cousins in Minnesota, if you have these quarterbacks that can't yeah. move around, you can't block for them. Mm-hmm. They don't, they can't really do anything. Like they, Dallas was rushing four guys that whole game. It wasn't like they were sending these exotic blitzes at Cousins from blindsides. It was like, here are four guys. You can't block them. And over and over it's again, beautiful. they're in his face. He couldn't move around. I think with the with the Pats Jets game, I'm telling you the Pats. Like my dad and I were like, he he's like, we got to root for the, against the Chargers tonight. I'm like, why? So we can get crushed as a seventh seed. He's like, you're right, you're right. We want to make the playoffs, but whatever. If you're a Jets fan, that's the end with Zach Wilson. Like every Jets fan yeah. I know is like, we're all out. We've all made a decision. We're out in this guy. He does that press conference after, and he says they were. He, what did they ask him? What was the question? Do you feel like you let the defense down? He said, no. No, I don't. <laughs> He's got multiple wide receivers, lobbing grenades, lobbing these uh, underhanded grenades at him. He's so bad. We were just like, we were laughing every time we went back to pass. We're like, throw it to Zach. He tried twice. <laughs> McCourty dropped one. Uh, I can't remember who the other one. We dropped two. One of which, oh, Jones dropped one. One of which I think would have been a pick six. But he just, and then on that third and one, there's this great clip of, the guy yeah. just running over the middle wide open right before the punt. And Wilson just panics and throws like an out pass for minus three. He is the worst quarterback we've played in a couple of years. He really I, is. I agree. I saw all the highlights. I saw all the low lights. And I think at this point, he couldn't even get his mother's friend's mother to sleep with him. I mean, I think it's getting, <laughs> it's getting that. I mean, to say that he didn't let down the defense, like, what does that say? Like, oh, you've, you haven't seen anything yet. Wait till you see what I'm like. I have in store for the next seven games. Like, yeah, it's, we uh, won't it's see bad. him again. They they have to bench him. I was looking at and more t- punts than completed passes. That's that's a ridiculous stat. You should have to sit after that. He's the team has no confidence in him, and you can read it with the guys' faces. Just since 2017, mm-hmm. top 15 quarterbacks. Wilson was second. Trey Lance was third. We have no idea what's going to happen with him. Daniel Jones, sixth, Haskins, 15, Mayfield, one, Darnold, three, Josh Rosen, 10, Trubisky, two, and Wentz, two. Mm-hmm. So in the last five years, the, and a lot of those were top five picks, and they're yeah. either out of the league or they're headed out of the league. And then you go on the other side, the guys who made it, Lawrence, Fields, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Kyler, Allen, Mahomes, Watson, and Goff. And I threw in Kyler and Goff, even though I'm not even sure they made it. I mean, they both got paid. Mm-hmm. But... And Fields now, is just Fields is just like in the last four weeks. We wouldn't have even had his name in there, right? Like, yeah, and I'm still not sure what he is. Is he a running back? What is he? Like he he's still, I don't he doesn't have any game where he completes more than like 12 passes. Yeah, his accuracy so, has to get a lot better. I bring this up because we used to say it was 50-50 for QBs. Mm-hmm. Like if you're drafting the top 15. Now it's like it's like 40-60. He was like sixty yeah. percent chance that guy's just gonna absolutely suck. Like Zach Wilson, th- this is a wrap. He's he's. I don't think he's ever going to be a quarterback. Yeah. Um, second pick in the draft eighteen months ago. Pretty brutal. and they knew he was second, right? Remember the couple months leading up to it? it's like, oh, yeah. what if they went Lance be- or Fields before Zach was like, no, 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 that's crazy talk. Nope, Jets love him and they love him where they love him and he's not going to move. Like, everyone's well, so uh, uh, sure. We, Malik Willis was definitely the best, right? Like. Nope. Does anyone know what they're talking about, including us? I don't think so. I'll tell you this. I think the Jets are pretty good. 
like my dad and I, we were watching it. We were like, their front four is unbelievable. They mm -hmm. were absolutely demolishing us. They have skill position guys. I think Garrett Wilson's good. They, they have good cornerbacks. You know, I, they were all over the place. They made one mistake on a punt return with eight seconds left. They lose the game. That game yeah. goes to overtime. I, it just would have come down to who made the defensive or special teams fuck up, I think. And it turned out the Jets did it right for regulation. But the reason I mention this, on FanDuel right now, the Jets are 55 to 1 to win the AFC title. What? And I'm not saying they will. Good. But if, so I'm glad it, you're not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if Mike White goes in, we've seen Mike White have like <laughs> decent games, right? If right. they just, I just want to see what they look like for three weeks with a decent quarterback. I'm not yeah. even saying good. You don't even, just give me like, what Kenny Pickett did today in the Steelers Bengals game. Like, just give me like a C. What do they look mm -hmm. like with a C? They have so many talented guys. I'd be going, if, if this, if the Jets were my team, I would be fucking out of my mind today. I wouldn't yeah. believe it. It's like, this is it. This is the number two pick. We tanked a whole season for this guy. We, and we've already lost this. Well, and what's uh, worse is they're going to win eight, nine, 10 games, right? somewhere in there, so they're not going to get a crack at some of the better quoted top three, I don't think. Uh, there's talk how they're going to make Jimmy G the highest paid quarterback in the league next year. The Jets are? Yeah, well, they won't have a shot at uh, like Stroud or you know some, some of these other guys coming out of college, I don't think. Kyle, turn the TikTok camera on. Uh-oh. 8.45 Sunday night. <laughs> quarterback of the 2023 New York Jets will be? I like my Jimmy G theory. I'm going to go with it. Why not? Derek Carr. Oh, you Carr, huh? Wow. Yeah. It's the jetsiest quarterback out there. Just good enough to give you hope. Just, just kind of shaky enough to rip your heart out at the worst mm -hmm. possible time. I could see him in the uniform. It'll be like, oh my God, we got Derek Carr. We finally got a quarterback. He's won some games. And then it's like, well, look, don't look at his win-loss record for his career because it's like 15 games under I like Carr more than most people. I just don't see him in the cold you weather. Love Carr. I, I, I don't know if that's a good dad. Uh, transition there. You can't quit Carr. Sure. <laughs> He's not bad. Look at some of the stats on some of these guys. I know I'm hung up on stats, which is what people use to determine all pros and Hall of Famers right. and stuff. I know you hate that stuff, but he's not that bad. Yeah, I know that those stupid stats. Before the season, I wrote down tiers of quarterbacks mm -hmm. and I had Mahomes and Rodgers in the top tier. So Rodgers Did you write about your tears concerning your quarterback, the tears you and your dad shed every Sunday. <laughs> That's a separate that column. Oh. It's my my actual tears as I watch <laughs> Mac Jones roll out into another sack yet again on third down. <laughs> the next tear I had was Brady Allen, Herbert Burrow. That still feels pretty solid. Brady might be down a level. Then the next tier, Russell Wilson, mm. Matthew Stafford, who's basically broken. Like that, this is it now. We, we, you're calling Amazon and asking, like, "Hey, man, can I, can I return Matthew Stafford?" No, it's been more than a year. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson. I had in the next tier. You, I mean, I don't know what to do with Watson, but you would definitely move sure. Wilson, Stafford, and Carr out of there. Lamar stays. The tier after that. This is what I did before the season. Prescott. Murray, Mac, Tannehill, Cousins. Mac free falls out of there. Mm -hmm. I think Murray's out of there too. And then I mm -hmm. had uh, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G. That's a funny tier. Then they had, had their own tier, those two? Yeah. <laughs> then I had Lawrence, Goff, Tua, Hertz. And Tua and Hertz like vault up, right? Oh, so yeah. I, they go I, up three, I think. Two yeah, or three. So I, yeah. I redid it. I had Mahomes, 
own tier. Mm-hmm. Alan Herbert, Burrow, Lamar. And then Brady Hurts, Tua, Watson in some order. And then your guy's probably right there with Gino and, and Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, can you imagine that? <laughs> but the, the, the biggest freefall of all but... of them is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, his that Thursday night game was alarming. Really, yeah. like that was like, whoa, I, I think this is like 2010 Brett Favre territory we're yeah. moving into. But my point is there's been a lot of quarterback upheaval. But the one thing that has not changed was I had Russell, I had, uh, I had Zach Wilson as second to last. And right now, I still have him second to last. I think we have to rank the Wilsons. I think at every week it flip flops between Russ and Zach. I mean, the the this is the most outstanding. I know we have other more important games to talk about, but Denver, if they had scored eighteen points, just eighteen points by the end of regulation, they would be nine and one now. That's crazy. Eighteen points, and they hired like the offensive 18. savant, allegedly. Yeah, Hack McDaniel's oh, is better his than Nathaniel. Yeah, <laughs> battle of the annuals. Yeah, that, that's amazing to me. Let's take a break and uh, some other storylines, and then we'll hit the lines. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game, and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more. And enter for your chance to win at com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. Okay. Your team. Yeah. Your fucking team. Two weeks in a row, jamming it yes. right in my butt cheeks. They were right to make week. them favored. They were right to make them favored after all. A week ago, we were like, oh, that's ridiculous. I thought it was more ridiculous even than you that they were favored. And my God, they kicked it. CBS left the game. With five and a half minutes left in the third quarter, they 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 left them. They went to the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati uh, game. No, no one does, like, the Vikings shouldn't have a home playoff game. Like, that should be one of the things that determines, like, okay, uh, you have this body of work, you have all these wins. Did the network have to leave your game because you were losing by 35, with 39 points? minutes left yeah, in the game? Like, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, okay, sorry, we have to automatically eliminate you. You're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. That is Minnesota's astounding. like, hey, man, we're eight and two. Every yeah. once in a while, you have a bad one. Move on. Move it on to next two. week. Negative point differential after being eight and two. It never happened before. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. Well, I had They're them frauds. in a tease. They're frauds. The Giants are frauds. I wish I, we're going to knock all of them out. The Cowboys are. I wish we could play Seattle, another fraudulent NFC squad. Let's take them all. I split on my two big million dollar picks this week, but it, I, I've officially decided I'm not doing picks on Thursdays anymore. I'll set what? the tone. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the picks on Sunday mornings. I'll tweet the final picks. The Minnesota game teased. Isn't there the like a big a sponsor attached to the million dollar picks? Well, we're gonna have it. We'll lay out all the oh. picks and I'll do one and then I'll be like, I'm gonna reveal the other two oh, on see. Sunday. Okay. Um every sharp loved Dallas. <laughs> yeah. When we had the 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 Darashaw, the left tackle, who mm-hmm. um Darasaw. Darasaw? Darashaw? That's all right. He's like, yeah, he might play, he might not. And everybody's like, if this guy doesn't play, the Vikings are absolutely fucked. 
He gets mm-hmm. concussion the first quarter. Um, they're down 13 to three. It feels like 100 to three. And the well, strip the one, sack on Cousins, you just knew it, right? Yeah, it was, it was, was done it. immediately. The one to tease, which we didn't realize when we did million dollar picks, they moved that game to Detroit, the Bills Browns game. Yeah. You're basically putting the Bills indoors. They have like one of the best indoors teams. All you have to do is tease them down to one and a half. So that sucked. But I that was your- smart. I, I feel, I don't know how you were, but I was annoyed. And, you know, like you see the, oh, it's going to be three, between three and six feet of snow. Like, let's go. These are one of the games we want to watch. And then it's like, oh, screw you, Goodell. How, do, how dare you move this? And then you see it like, oh boy, no one would have been able to go to this game. And there would have been 12 total yards of offense. <laughs> and it would have been like gladiators. Maybe someone might have died. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Move it back to Detroit. It's fine. Yeah. I, I was with you. And then you hear, and I know we're like smarter and savvier in 2022, right? We know how to avoid some things. And the case was like, hey, man, nobody would be able to get to the game. People might get into accidents trying to yeah. get to the game. And they're like, ah, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. With that said, 40 years ago, this would have been the game of the year. Like oh, 1982. Yeah. Like, oh, they're playing in five feet of snow. <laughs> oh, my God. Chubb, Chubb against Singletary. Let's see. Last man standing. Which which of the fat linemen are going to slip more? That would have been the whole game. But what yeah, I, think, like, I mean, the odds makers didn't change it. It was like eight and then no. it stayed at eight. So it was the same kind of thing. And, you know, Fallon's been, you know, hasn't been accurate in the last few weeks. Of course you want him in good weather. I only did two bets in real life this week. I did Philly, Minnesota midweek, which was a mm-hmm. mistake as a tease. Then I did Philly with... Uh, the Chargers and the Bills. Chargers two plus 11 and a half. Philly was a freaking heart attack. Mm. Oh my God. And yet again, I'm like... You're a lucky son of a bitch there. Yeah. Yet again, I'm going against zombie Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. And yeah. I'm like, it's not like somebody's putting a gun to my head and forcing me <laughs> to bet against Indianapolis. Week after week, I'm in this position of, oh my God, how am I here again? And even like the Eagles finally score, they go up by a point. And zombie Matt Ryan has 90 seconds left. I'm like, he's going to fucking get this. He's, <laughs> first play, he gets like 20 yards. Like, and then they finally sack him. But God, you're has staring, there ever been a worse team who's your, scarier? You're looking at your tiers like, oh my, where am I putting <laughs> second tier or 14th tier? <laughs> well, I have Matt Ryan near last, but I have zombie Matt Ryan like 10. <laughs> They're different people. Yeah. Zombie I, Matt just, 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 I don't know how he does it. He can't move. He's getting hit. He's getting crushed. They could barely block, and they hung around in almost one. I, I thought it was zombie Colts defense at the end there. Isn't that Jalen Hurts scramble up the middle like the one play that, that they need to defend there? I know. I was sitting there watching. Well, that whole drive. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Ben Solak tweeted this, and I and I agree because I saw it in the moment. I was thinking it. They were very careful with Hurts because that last drive was one of those moments where you're going. All right, let's see it, Jalen Hurts. What do you got? Right? Yeah. You you got to come from behind. You need to get a touchdown. You need to put together a real drive. This Colts defense is pretty good. There's some crowd noise. You don't have Dallas Goddard. What do you got? Let's see it. Right. Yeah. It was mostly his legs. It wasn't, he wasn't in the pocket. And the Colts were doing this funky defense with him where it, it was like they weren't totally rushing him. And they were kind of just in front of him and making him wait and get frustrated and, you know, mm-hmm. and it worked. So I don't know if, like when your team, if you play them in the playoffs or whenever, I don't know if that'll be the new blueprint or maybe this game was just a fluke. 
Yeah. Well, he had 84 yards rushing, he ended up. But did yeah. you? I don't even know if you know this. The Colts' current head coach was like in on television three weeks ago. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I had that written down. I, I am now. I'm convinced the head coach position is now ceremonial. All right. Yeah. I think you we just all come in, this. you just yeah. got to give some speeches and, and mm -hmm. it's all about the coordinators and the, whether the players like you or not. And he said that too. He's like, I got great people around me. I'm good. I'm having fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every, every night, uh, every Sunday night, I have written down like 15 bad coaching decisions. And so I, I, we don't get to a lot of them, but um, yeah, why should Jeff Saturday be worse than anybody? I remember when I was a kid, the Patriots had this guy in the mid eighties. They had this guy, Ron Meyer, this college yeah. coach. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of like, they were lingering. They, you know, they, they would be around 500, but they never kind of got over the hump and the players didn't like them. So they fired him. They brought in Raymond Barry, who was kind of like almost like a caretaker and, you know, respected hall of famer, had a presence to him, but they made a point. Like he's a delegator, you know, he's just like, she's kind of there, but, right the players respect him. He's like, mm -hmm. all right, let's try this. And then they went on that run. They had the run in 85. They won in Miami. They won in Oakland. And um, it was like, wow, Raymond Barry. And then like two years later, caretaker Raymond Barry, all of a sudden the team was an abomination. But it does, It I did watch it work for like a year and a half where it's like, this guy's it's not really an offensive specialist. He's not a mm -hmm. defensive specialist, but he seems like a good guy. And maybe he gives some good speeches. And maybe that's all we need. Maybe Jeff Saturday is going to be like the seventh best coach in the league. Yeah, and, and think about how many teams have quarterbacks that are just, you laughed at it, but are just decent game managers. The Marcus yeah. Mariota, you know, like, and okay, so the equivalent of that on the coaching levels, the guy just kind of gets gets it done in the in the clubhouse and people like him and he's not, you know, he's uh, you know, not getting drunk, pulled over on the way home. Like, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot to be said about something like that. Yeah, just steer the car. Yeah. Well, your team, you lose to Green Bay last week. Yeah. And I was convinced you weren't very good. Now, I don't know what happened there. Now, I don't I'm, know what to I'm, think. I'm still bummed about that. That that angers me even more. It's got to anger the Bills, too, up 27-10 against this Vikings team. Angers you know, my up. wallet. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, I, I could have told you, why don't you just stay away from that? I mean, it's obviously a a fixed line if it's one and a half in favor of the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I, I, by Sunday, I made that decision. A <laughs> uh, couple other storylines quick. Washington. Yeah. House is loving it. Loving it. Are they, is it, they're six and five? Mm-hmm. They haven't they're had fine. a bye week yet. So the NFC right now goes Philly nine and one, Minnesota eight and two, Seattle six and four, and Tampa five and five are our four division mm. leaders right now. Your team and the Giants both seven and three. And then San Fran's five and four playing Monday night, Washington six and five. And then Atlanta and New Orleans are lingering in case anything weird happens with Tampa. But yeah, Washington is like officially in the mix. You loved them last week. That was like one of your upset picks of the I year. I loved it. It was it was Philly. the one. I said not so fast on that Monday night game. You right? did. They got they got a bunch of calls, but uh, but it worked out. And then they beat up a, a bad team today. But that's what you want, right? Coming off an emotional Monday night win on the road against a team that's better than you on paper. You want a cupcake like the Texans who have now really far and away, um, you know. Oh, they've cemented really, it. Th 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 that's it. They're it. They're the worst. The worst Rams team. are second though. Rams are second worst? Yeah. They're awful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're really bad. I was bad. thinking... Is is the Rams title defense the worst we've ever seen? Like no, the only we've one had I, bad ones. 
Douglas, Buster Douglas, Holyfield. No, nah, that 99 balls is the standard. Oh. Remember that? And yeah. makes a shot. The next year, they were like 15 and... Oh, no, there was yeah. a strike season. They were yeah, like no, 12 and 38 or something. Right, I guess that's it. All right, all right. Bulls, so, Buster Douglas, Rams. That's fine. The Washington thing's fun, though. Atlanta's lingering. They had mm-hmm. a nice little win slash push against the Bears. And then, uh, what else did I write down? Oh, we haven't really talked about this. You actually have like a legitimately good field goal kicker. I know. What's that like? It's like four sixty plus shot, and he was erratic a few years ago. He wasn't the best, but um, yeah. I mean, if you want twenty nine fantasy points, uh, Mahar's your guy. There's a lot they of fun. Makes a sixty yarder, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hold on, we're still reviewing the last play." And yeah, that like, shouldn't oh, well, be allowed. Never doing that again. That shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. yeah, then he makes it again. What are the just out of curiosity the three best Dallas kickers of your lifetime? Um. I loved Raphael Septien in the late seven. I, I, whoever I give you is not going to have stats. Yeah. Well, I like that about him. He had some but did grit. you ever have no. like a like a legitimately reliable Cowboys kicker who's just like lights out? Not too many great ones. Maybe for one or two years, and then that's it. Yeah, guy's good. Yeah, I had that written down, and I had uh, your oh. your guy was bad today. I mean, you got you would have you would I mean, well, you had a, you could have cemented the game. It was fourth and three from the thirty six, and you decided to go for it. Because your kicker was so bad. It was cold and he's old. Yeah. And it's not a good omen for our round one loss to whoever we play. The Bengals. So, okay, fine. You win in Pittsburgh. Great. Kenny Pickett, whatever. You should win. You're favored by four. Congratulations. With that said, Pittsburgh played really well in that game offensively. Yeah. Um, Pickett was lights out, at least in the first half. In the second half, kind of hit midnight for him in a couple of plays. Pickens had a pretty big drop with like couple three minutes left. That would have yeah. been interesting. Yeah, Pickens is the all-time feast or famine guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bengals, Watt was wreaking havoc a little bit again. But they they made some shit happen. Mixon goes out in that game. Yeah. Who I think has been, you know, with especially because Chase has missed four or five games now. Um, Mixon has been their most reliable guy. He's out. Um, and it doesn't matter. They just kept rolling along. They made some plays and now they're six and four. I like their team, I think, as much as Baltimore, but Baltimore's got a game on them. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, which team do you like more? I think I would say Cincinnati. I don't know. I, I like Cincinnati. And they, just like you said, they put up 30 with P. Ryan at, at running back instead of Mixon and no Jamar Chase, who you know had like 120 in the first time they played the Steelers. But and they could take seven sacks, and sometimes it doesn't matter, and sometimes it does. But uh, I don't see the Ravens putting up 30 points in a lot of games. I could see the Bengals doing it. But uh, are those sacks going to matter? Are these other things going to matter? I don't know that. It's probably like three or four teams you can count on to average around 28 points, whoever Burrow is surrounded with. So uh, you're asking me who's, who I trust more, Ravens or Bengals? I really think it's a toss-up in, in Baltimore in January. Bengals on FanDuel right now are plus 420 to win the division. The Ravens are minus 470. They play again. And the Ravens are only up one game. One and, and a half. They beat them in there early in there. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I think the Bengals, I think they're, uh, although their defense that first half wasn't great, but I, I'd like that team at least as much as Baltimore. And then the Tennessee thing we didn't get to talk about from Thursday night, but 
God damn that team. They're scary. Vrabel's good. He's going to get just, the most out of them. He's just every year. And now I lost my, I bet that under on them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the only future bet I'm going to get really smacked on other than Carolina to win the division. Really? I have like um, 30 of them. Wow. No, I, I, I probably you. have two Carolina bets, actually. I had some good ones, though. I had KC to win the division. Remember that was like, a, that was like, a, like plus 140? Yeah, we loved it. Well, we put that with something else, and I'm afraid yeah. to look what we put that oh, with. Oh, God. What, what, what was it? Do you know? Do what was it? Oh, no. I no, don't I don't know. know. Was, it, was it bad? I don't know. Let me I look. I think it might have been all right. I think we had it with like, <laughs> right, with like somebody to seconds. make the playoffs or something. Didn't we? Arizona to not make the playoffs oh! and Casey to make the playoffs. We're good. What was that? That was a good one. Plus 144. Oh, there we go. All right. We're back but, in the game. But we also have the Chiefs to beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. So that's not that Yeah. Good. The four and seven Packers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're done. Well, nine they're... and eight, Mike. Are they done? Yeah, I was going to ask you about cross-offs. Yeah, well. Here we go. Okay, yeah, they, well, they have a tough schedule. They're, they're not, they're not going to get through this. Well, we're 11 weeks, so I think we could try to cross off 11, right? Houston's yeah. 1 and 8, they're out. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. 3 and 7 out. Denver 3 and 7 out. Cleveland 3 and 7, I'm crossing them off. Vegas 3 and 7. Jacksonville 3 and 7. So we have mm-hmm. six cross offs in the AFC. Yep. NFC, Chicago 3 and 8, Carolina 3 and 8, Rams 3 and 7. Can't do any so now East we have teams. 10. Yeah. Would you cross off Indy at 4, 6 and 1? Like what? What is their path to make? I don't playoffs? know. I They're, think we have to sit with Jeff Saturday and you know and Earth saying, "Like, listen, are you guys going to try to win, or are you not going to yeah, try what's to win?" Going Some on of these games are exciting. We need a cross off. It's week eleven. We need eleven cross offs. You're really screwing with our system here. Um, Other choices: they? Detroit four, six, and Arizona are four and six. Arizona could be four and seven tomorrow night, mm-hmm. and then Green Bay four and seven. But uh, I don't think Detroit's schedule is bad. I was looking at. it. I mean, I, yeah. I think there are winnable games there. I was just looking at it. Well, that's the thing with this Thanksgiving game. The Thanksgiving matchups are actually pretty good this year. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. All who's right, who's the backup for the Lions that would always go in? And we wouldn't see. We wouldn't even. We wouldn't even see Stafford or Goff. It would be um, oh, it was a Blight one Blight or Blout Jeff, one of guys. Jeff Blight. Yeah, yeah. We're at least going to see something interesting this year. Uh, all right, let's take one more break. We'll do guest lines. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm. Is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident, and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm 
is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, before we do guest alliance, Jets 100 to 1, Super Bowl. Washington 110 to 1. Wasting of time. Yeah. Titans 27 to 1. Chargers 41 to 1. Seahawks 50 to 1. Pats 65 to 1. Giants 75 to 1. I think all the long shots are dead. I don't like any of those. I think the longest long shot you can realistically look at is the Bengals, Bengals 25 yeah. to 1, right? I was going to say that. Yeah. And what are they? What are they? Like eighth? Yeah. Well, no, uh -huh. they're, they're like in the mix for. Yeah, no, know, I mean, in the odds wise, well, how many? Yeah. Down? About seven or eight down. Well, yeah, for the fair. entire Super Bowl, they're they're like tenth. Oh, they are. Huh. Yeah, like the most. All right, let's do uh, guest alliance. One of our right. favorite days of the year, just in general in life. Um, yeah, it's great. The games are actually good this year. My team is playing. Your team is playing. Mm -hmm. Even the Lions game is going to be kind of fun. I don't and know then, how they did it. And then Sunday is abysmal. <laughs> but, you know, we thought that this week and then, uh, oh, no, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. No, it was, it was, <laughs> it was awful. We, the, the three late games were, uh, were pretty brutal. All right. Thanksgiving. What's up? What are our records right now? You're six, two and three against me. I really. wish I could bet games as well as I'm doing against the lines. I show. know. I know. I think I had a good week this week. Well, we'll see. Maybe you need to go to the Pacific Some Northwest stickers. to pick games. <laughs> um, I'm in hiding. All right. First one is Bills at Detroit. I guess the Bills just stay in Detroit. They never yeah. uh, they never go back. Detroit feeling like a wee bit frisky. Seemed like their season was over. They got killed by the Pats, 29 nothing, And it seems like that's a wrap for the Lions. But now, I don't know. Three in a row, um, right? These big, big, big home dogs, I don't know what the record is, but it's got to be pretty good this year for the home dogs. Just all the big dogs anyway. Like as soon as Carolina, three minutes into that game, you knew Carolina was going to cover against right. Baltimore. Like, it's, uh, Shit, yeah. it seemed like they, if they had even had a C minus a quarterback, I think they could have won that game. Yeah. Someone was asking if Baker is the most overhyped quarterback ever. I would really rephrase good. it. Really getting is, close. Is Baker the worst guy that's ever had multiple commercials? Oh. Worst NFL player with multiple commercials, multiple sponsors. Like you can go on YouTube right now and mm -hmm. there's at least five different State Farm ads with Baker Mayfield like that they yeah. made with a camera crew and they were like, this is one of our guys. By the way, we love State Farm. It's just like, that's where he was. Yeah. And we love Baker Mayfield. Don't get us wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Why did he get five? Why did he? He must have a great agent. Let's figure out who his agent is. I think get they should going. keep him. Like, what's a bolder move than continuing to <laughs> Baker Mayfield? Like, we, I mean, State Farm, one of the things is like you need insurance, right? If something bad happens, sure, it's right. like, here's yeah. Baker Mayfield. Something bad happened. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was his career. Yeah. He has no, he's going to be in the XFL. But State <laughs> Farm is standing by him. Um, Bills at Detroit. I have the Bills favored by eight points. Who were the, the Olympians? Dan and that had a Dan and Dave. Dan and Dave. They were obviously not NFL players, but they yeah, had those are good ones there. Yeah. 
Uh, eight and a half. All right. See, I get this. I said nine and a half. It's ten. Whoa. Boom. Wait a second. Teaser. First leg. That Let's seems high. Knock it out. You think they made, they bumped that by two points because it's Thanksgiving and they know we love to do teasers and parlays on Thanksgiving? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit. That's too but, high. Detroit but, can get cheap touchdowns. Uh, as uh, I, I, you know, I saw every play of that Bills game again because it was on ten of eleven screens, but today, but they actually showed me a little something. They could have. Uh, did, did you think they were going to blow it against the Browns? Like that offense, like came alive. I, I only feel like they take off like a full quarter, where as we've seen other teams take off a half or three quarters or something. But mm. they're they don't have it in them, and like he fights back, Josh Allen. You know, if he's not throwing picks in the end zone, I think I I like him. Uh, Top three. I mean, this is not. I'm not saying anything like anyone should know, but he's top three. And uh, and they, and if they have a running game, look out. I'm with you. There was a moment in that Bills Browns game when it looked like it was going sideways in a real way. Remember they came back from commercial, and McDermott had his head next to Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. And his arm around him, and he was talking to him for like 25 seconds, like mm-hmm. a dad yelling at like a 12 year old, but doing it in a way not to show him up. Right. And I was like, whoa, this is interesting. Are the Bills like self combusting? And then like ten minutes later they were they were up Needs to score double digits. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm with you. They showed a little something. And I also think with the Browns, what are there, eight, ten, eleven teams this year that if they can get the lead in the first quarter, they're good. Mm-hmm. The Giants are like that, right? The Patriots yep. are like that, where they just want to get up like seven nothing, ten three, and then they can kind of execute their ball control defense thing. And mm-hmm. it felt like the Browns had that in place. Yeah. The thing was, they couldn't get Chubb going. No, nothing. 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 He, he needed the snow. The snow hurt them, not not being able to play in it. I think that line's too high. And yet, I will not bet on Jared Goff on Thanksgiving because it's un-American. <laughs> Your team is home for the uh, Dallas football Giants, or the New York football Giants. Mm. Oh, I hate the way that sounded. Dallas football yeah, Giants. Dallas Yuck. football Giants sounds awful. I think this is a straight seven-point Cowboys over the Giants. I'm getting way ahead of myself here with this Cowboys team. I thought it was nine and a half, and you're right. It, it's exactly seven. Yeah. I mean, they have 30% of their roster intact, the Giants. We beat them with Cooper Rush. We're clicking. Like, what? I don't even know. Daniel Jones is, uh, you know, we had a running quarterback against us, Justin Fields, and we won that fairly easily. I think as long as Dak is in... You know, in his routine, it's going to be a double-digit win. But go ahead. You can take seven. You guys played so well today that even things that didn't work out were amazing plays. Like, at the end of the first half, C.D. Lamb makes that catch on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they they didn't turn it over. They, they, they said it counted. Yeah, that was um, before the field goal. Yeah. Yeah, but it seemed like he lifted his foot up. And it was still mm-hmm. amazing. It was like, whether this counts or not, this right. is the greatest catch I've seen today. Um, you guys, the Pollard really stuff well. is working great. Pollard, yeah. whatever you want to say, he should start. But then sometimes we do need Zeke in the short yardage and to block and do all those other good things. So, yeah, it's really working out. I, I, uh, maybe Pollard I was spectacular. I mean, he's yeah. just week to week now looks like one of the five most talented running backs. If you didn't know anything, yeah, you're just like watching the games. You're like that guy's got to be one of the best running backs. Like, no, he's actually going to platoon. Yep. Oh, that guy must have gone for $62 in fantasy. No, actually not. That's not how it played out. Right. I, uh, this Giants team, they should have lost to Houston. We talked about that last week. They, they were could've. never really in the Lions game. 
No. Like really from 40 minutes in, the game was over. We had a, we did for a million dollar picks. We did a little Giants parlay the first half with Giants to win, mm-hmm. which was like plus 130. Figuring like if the Giants are going to win the game, they have to win the first half if they fall behind. That's how they do anyway. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gave up on that one at about the 40 minute mark. So you just, you could just kind of tell, oh, they don't have it. Um, well, they don't have, they're not, look, they're, they're DVOA. They're like 22nd offense at 26 defense. Like they're not very good. I'm not saying a lot here. They're not very yeah. good. Uh, you could ask me, are they very good? No, they're not very good. Now people are going to get mad. That I say they're not very good, but they're, no, they're not. not. Yeah. And so, yeah, they should lose one of these toss up games. I just, I do think they're undervalued a lot of, not this week, but a lot of times when they're, favorite against Detroit or Houston, and it's only three and three and a half. It's like, wow, this doesn't make sense. Team has seven wins, but um, but yeah. It's maybe very similar to Tennessee, but Tennessee at least has the pedigree. The Giants don't have any pedigree mm-hmm. right now. But yeah. Tennessee, same thing where you're like, oh, you know, last week, last Thursday, they're getting three and a half in Green Bay. Right. And they're seven and two in Green Bay's, you know, four and five. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's not very respectful. But th- nobody's like, killing themselves to bet on the Titans. Thursday night, Vikings-Patriots. You love this. You love this spot. I really don't. I I can't tell you how excruciating it is to watch the Patriots offense. Hmm. My dad and I were talking about some of the worst Patriots offenses we've ever had. We're going back to like the 80s with Matt Cavanaugh. It's just, we don't understand. Every play is so complicated. We don't have plays where where Matt just drops back and there's just a guy wide open 12 yards down the field, like every other TV I'm watching for Mm -hmm. eight hours, it's everything has to be like bubble screen or fake reverse, or he fakes it this side. No, it's actually going this way. And it it just, it's like, they don't trust him at all. Everything has to be complete trickery. And any chance they can get to just do the safest thing possible, then they do it. Like third and eight, should we have them try to throw it in traffic? Now, Let's go short and we'll just punt in our defense. Like they put so much pressure on this defense mm-hmm. because they don't trust them. And people point to the completion percentage. I'm telling you, I watch the Patriots every week. Like it's smoke and mirrors. A lot of it was yards after the catch. It's not great. All right. But I think you could add two points to the spread, whatever you're going to guess, because your kicker will have a chance, right? It won't be outdoors. It won't be cold. It's in yeah, And their kicker sucks. Yeah, well, here's the big thing for me with this is, if the Vikings left tackle isn't playing, I actually think our defense can kind of dominate them. And what about just in general? Like, wouldn't you, if you have a not so great team, and I say this, but you're going to get the seventh seed, but wouldn't you want to play every Thursday under Belichick? You know he's going to have them ready for this game. Yeah. Right? Like, that's yeah. the kind of, like, yeah. Sign us up for every Thursday the rest of the way. I think this is Vikes by three and a half. Yeah, you got it exactly. I said five. <sighs> I mean, they're eight and two. They're still giving teams three and a half at home. All right. So what out of those six teams, Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Giants, Vikings, Patriots, Mm -hmm. who's going to fuck over the most Thanksgivings? Uh, I'm going to say the Vikings. (laughs) uh, You know how many? I I would love to. I'm very confident in everything. I would love to have one Thanksgiving where I didn't have to worry about my team playing. I really would. Just one. Just one. I mean, because if can they I lose do the to the South Giants, for a second, my whole oh, four poor days. Sal, he doesn't like his team on Thanksgiving. Oh, poor baby. I just want to eat in peace. Just let me eat. Come on. You know, we lost. There's to 20 Washington. fan bases who would kill to have their team play at Thanksgiving. <laughs> do you know how many times we've lost at like an, as an eight point favorite on Thanksgiving? 35. 
No, I, I made that up, but it really seems like every other year. This is a great slate. Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Giants, Vikes, Pats. Three yeah. very interesting games. I would have put all three of these games in the watchable category. What if we bet money line underdogs? And I'm not really going to bet against my Cowboys, but you, you go at least one and two, right? Someone screws this up. It doesn't feel like all three favorites win. Your team comes through again. I'm not counting out the defense and the special teams. You know, it's yeah. funny. We had a backup punter today because a punter was hurt. Jake Bailey, who's having the worst Patriots punting season since like the late 70s. And yeah. uh, and this guy comes in. I, I a lot can't of remember his name. You got he, a ton of yeah, work he's today. pretty good. Yeah. It's like, let's keep this guy. But our special teams, like Marcus Jones has been uh, every... Every mm-hmm. game, you feel like he's going to break one. He finally did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you know he did it last year in college? He did what? He, with like 20 seconds left, Houston in a tie game, oh, they punted thing? to him, and he had like the game-winning punt return touchdown. It was like the same thing. It was 10 oh, wow. seconds more on the clock, probably. Illegal but he had, block that they didn't count, same thing? Oh, stop it. They were side by side. <laughs> by the way, I had some Jets fans complaining about that. Yeah. All right, so let's say they call it. It's It's... The block was on like the eight yard no, line. I know. So but spot of the cover. foul goes backwards. Yeah, but they don't, they don't cover. cover. It hurts yeah, the cover. That's it. That's what we're talking about. Wasn't a great block. <laughs> I absolutely love Marcus Jones. Kyle, we might I know we have the Panda Jack jersey, but we might have to uh we might have to investigate the Marcus Jones. Yeah. We should just had a Jones with like movable yeah, old numbers. Yeah, do you have an yeah. M A Jones? Like you're good. Just use that one and love that put, guy. Put the new numbers in. Sunday marquee game. You might not agree with this, and I don't care. Where is it? I have Tennessee Cincinnati as our marquee Sunday game, which yeah. gives you a little insight to what Sunday slate is like. It's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I got this one wrong. I think the Titans are favored by one and a half. Oh, good. Wow. I said Titans by one. It is Cincinnati by two. On 10 days rest, Vrabel. You should crush Burrow, right? Wait a minute. Didn't he sack him nine times in the playoffs? I know they lost. That was a year ago. At some point, the Titans are going to have to get respect. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what week it's going to be, but this is... Yeah, you're right. The Bengals beat the Titans last year, and that's probably why they're favored in this yeah, game. Yeah, I guess so. Now listen, I don't condone going out and driving drunk, but when the offensive coordinator gets like Tannehill to, I could see why he was celebrating. Just don't do it on the road. But he got Tannehill through for over 300 yards. Like Malik Willis was throwing for 60. They weren't in the games because, right? When you don't have to load up Henry for 35 carries, it's, it's a win no matter what. The watchables, I've won. Washington against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that's going to be a fun game. <laughs> on paper it's like well really that's a that's the second yeah. best game of Sunday I'm telling you I watch a lot of football as do you that game mm-hmm. will be super fun it will come down in the last five minutes and I can't wait to watch it yep. I I have watched it favored by three yeah you got it exactly I thought it'd be a little more I said four it's three why shouldn't it be four will you ask me if I'd rather have Taylor Heineke or Mac Jones as my quarterback uh, I can't even get mad at you about that. Isn't that sad? I'd rather have Heineke. You would? 
I don't know what, what happened to Mac Jones this what year. What about Mariota or, or Mac Jones? My dad and I were trying to think of things that Mariota, I'd rather have Mac Jones than Mariota. Um, we're just hoping it comes out after the year that he's been playing with an injury because it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. The guy last year versus the guy this year, I don't get it. It's a weird thing to root for, for a person. It's like, <laughs> like oh, he did yeah. have a torn rotator cuff. Like, <laughs> exactly. Fairly watchables. I have six. First one, Bucks at Browns. Mm-hmm. Bucks coming off a bye. Bucks ready to go on a little run in a really shitty division. This the is Bucks the last bucks. last one without Deshaun, right? Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. By the time he comes back, they'll be just about out of the playoff picture. Yeah. I have uh, Bucks by three. Can't you just give me this one? I had three also. It's exactly three. Yeah. It feels like we've had more three point lines in the last few weeks than I can ever remember. Yeah. And everything's like around not, two and a half, three, three and a half. Not get scared. I was proud of something I did today. It was one three pointer that I didn't uh, freak out about. And I took the right side. Oh, you, well, you're, t- I got very lucky. You're lucky. Your Patriots was my bet of the week. As much as I'm making fun of this, they, I love them. Yeah. I was like, they've won 13 in a row. This is going to be a letdown game for the Jets. I didn't deserve to win, maybe deserve the push. But some of these three point spreads, you should just shouldn't be afraid of. I will say they deserve to cover that game. The Jets had 103 yards in offense, yeah. and we dropped two picks, and they did literally nothing for Field three goals hours. missed. But I mean, we're home. Just, just yeah. look at the threes. The Commanders were three over the Texans, right? Maybe it went up a little bit, but Giants, just take it. Giants, all right. That Giants was the bad one. Falcons, Bears was a push. That was three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Next one. Oh, by the way, with the with the Brady, with the weird, should he have come back? All that stuff, and then Iger just blew him out of the water. <laughs> you think they're like, related? Beer. <laughs> uh, hold my kale smoothie. Wow, yeah, he's back. <laughs> hold, hold my avocado popsicle. <laughs> All right, Jets Bears in New York. I almost want to bet this now before they do the QB change because I think the QB change has to be worth at least two points, even though it's Mike White. White Lotus mm-hmm. creator Mike White starting for the Jets. I have uh, Jets by two and a half over the Bears. I would take Michael Imperioli over Zach Wilson at this point. <laughs> the Mike. How, many, how many White Lotus characters would you take before you get to Zach Wilson? Uh, maybe creator the grand- Mike White. <laughs> the grandfather, maybe. for I want to see him for a quarter. And then uh, maybe we could take him <laughs> If Barry Abraham versus <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson, that even. Uh, Albie, definitely. Oh, oh, the, yeah. the guy, happy, horny guy, definitely take yeah, him, right, right, that right. guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy could absolutely get to 10 points yeah. against the Pats. Both prostitutes. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got a good list. Yeah. At least nine. Yeah. I have uh, Jets by two and a half over the Bears. Uh, I said two. This is dumb. This is just dumb. You're right. It's three and a half. Well, That's they have dumb. To, I don't care. Well, wait. I know the Chicago's better to root for, and they're just better. Do you think they're already factoring in the QB change, though? For the Jets? Yeah. Well, the other thing is Fields is complaining about something shoulder-related, too. Right. Um, but yeah. still, I, I'll be mad if the Jets win that game. Next one is a game I won't be betting. Ravens home against the Jaguars. Ugh, get so lucky, this team. Yeah. I want no part of this game either way. I hit it exactly. Best wishes. You hit it exactly? Mm-hmm. Did you guess Ravens by eight? No. You should get minus two games for that. It's four. 
Ravens by four. Ravens home against the Jaguars? No, Jaguars are home. I'm not letting you do that again. I'm sorry. All right, I'll take one. the loss. On I that. won that one. Yeah. What's the What's the actual line? Four. Ravens okay. are uh, favored by four. Well, you would have won anyway. I would have guessed three if I knew it was in Jacksonville. Next one is uh, Chargers. By the way, the, how many times can the Ravens just suck for an hour and a half? More. Where they just look like complete dog shit or two hours and then yeah. they kind of get it going 11 minutes left in the game and then we're mm -hmm. supposed to pretend we didn't see the first two hours. Like, how many of those do you get? So it's not going to yeah. work in the playoffs. In the playoffs, if you suck for two hours, guess what's going to happen? You're just going to mm -hmm. lose and go home. Well, it's kind of like the opposite of what it usually uh, has been. Like, with Tucker is going to win it for us in the fourth quarter or overtime. Now it's like, Tucker's going to score all our points for the first three quarters and then maybe our offense will come alive in the fourth right. quarter. We'll, we'll, we'll force some weird turnover or something. It's weird. Lamar hasn't exactly had the greatest contract drive, but the other quarterbacks mm -hmm. in the league has made his value worth even more. Yeah. When you watch all the other quarterbacks, you're like, oh, Lamar's worth like $700 million. Mm -hmm. Chargers at Arizona. I think this is Chargers by three. You get it. I said one, and it's two and a half. I have trouble with these. I'm not sure. You're like, Arizona has a game left, and then we have to see if Kyler Murray's playing. Like, that's a long, that's a lot, of, a lot of games. Well, they're better off with Colt McCoy tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Seahawks home for the Raiders. It's our fifth fairly watchable. And who knows with the Raiders? Raiders with, it seemed like it was in play for McDaniels to potentially get fired before the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and, although it's not his fault that they, you know, they've blown like three straight years of drafts. But, you know, we we, we talked, like Russell Wilson blew that. Like he should have gotten. Yeah, he taken, did. There's sometimes when, well, how do you not know when you should take a sack and when you shouldn't take a sack? Like this year, I've seen more quarterbacks who should take a sack, throw it incomplete. And then give the you know the losing team an extra minute or forty five seconds. Or I've yeah. seen them where they can't take a sack, run out of bounds on third and twelve. Like just just fling it down the field. Like you can't get. Like Russell Wilson should know. He blew that game. Anyway. I think it's it's almost like what happens to professional wrestlers with happening <laughs> Russell Wilson, where these guys were awesome, and then it's like, man, that guy's in a dark yeah. match. That guy was leading WrestleMania two years ago. What happened? <laughs> Why isn't Vince pushing him? It's like, he no, should, this is actually real life. He can control yeah. his own destiny. He should know to drape his foot over the rope on a two count. <laughs> What's the matter with him? Uh, we didn't, oh, we didn't do Seahawks no, Raiders yet. I, I have a, it's in Seattle. I have Seahawks by four and a half. Do I get this? Yes. I said four. It's three and a half. It's three and a half. Jesus. Not a lot of respect for the Seahawks. No. The Raiders stink. <laughs> Oh, man, am I going to get roped into the Seahawks again? God damn it. Of course you are. Of course you are. Yeah, it's only, only four, four o'clock games. I am. With New York Jets, 2023 starter Derek Carr. Forty mm -hmm. me. Last fairly watchable is 49ers home for the Saints. Are they home or is it in New Orleans? Yeah, you're right. 49ers home. 49ers home for the Saints. And I have the 49ers by seven points. All right. Here's where I make my move. I had eight. It's eight and a half. Oh, stop. Six 49ers. to six. 49ers getting so much respect. Come on. Well, they were seven over the Chargers last week. Right? I know. So you, you have to on. think they're more. 
Here we go. This has a chance to be the highest line we've had in six weeks. Dolphins home for oh. the Houston Texans. We're one, eight and one. I think we get to 14 with this, Sal. I have Dolphins by 14. All right, let me check because you're way off or I'm way off. I said 11 and I saw a 10 and a half, but let's see what this is. What? It's this 11 and a half a... now. It's 11 and a half now. So oh, I get it either God. way. All right, don't get mad. We'll just put it on a nice teaser. Blow um, it out that way. I don't see any scenario where they don't score at least 35 points. Yeah, they can't keep up with them. So Houston has, I know we did this already, but we should just do it quickly again. Houston has their own pick and Cleveland's pick. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's yeah, they finally pick. righted the ship after O'Brien. Remember they had no picks? And then... Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, wait a second. So you're the team that had no future at all. And right. now you have Cleveland's pick, which right now... They're in a multi-team tie at three and seven. Panthers are three and eight. Bears are three mm -hmm. and eight. And Texans are one, eight and one. So that mm -hmm. could be like a top five pick potentially. Yeah. And then the, and then the Rams are three and seven. The no Lions pick. have their pick. Mm -hmm. And then what was the other one that was the Broncos? Broncos. Oh yeah. Broncos theirs, are three right? and seven and Seattle has their pick. And, Bizarre. uh, and the Saints. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And the Browns obviously. Yeah. Second poop fact again, Panthers, Broncos. Panthers hung around in that Ravens game and might actually have a decent defense. Um, I think they have to be favored because the Broncos are just, I, I just never seen a team screw themselves up more. Mm. So I'm going to say Panthers by one. I, I can't even figure who gets this. I think I do. The Denver's favored by two and a half. I said pick them. I had such a headache trying to figure this out. I was like, I'm just trying pick them down. The so the Broncos are a road favorite. Broncos are a road favorite. That's stupid. I might end up betting the Panthers. No, just uh, come on. How many times? I mean, you have to bet the Panthers every week. Did you just take? I this didn't week bet off? them this week. Nah, when they covered three out of four weeks. Yeah, it's true. oh here's here's the here's another one for our three teamer. Yeah. Chiefs, Rams. So who screws this up is what I was going to ask you. Buffalo, Miami, or the Chiefs? We got Chiefs by 11. What is it? You're going to get that. I said eight and a half. It's 10 and a half. You're right. I mean, the defending champs are getting double digits now. Chiefs, Rams, 10 and a half. Dolphins, Texans, 11 and a half. Mm -hmm. And the Bills favored by 10 in Detroit. Oh, but over and over like again, these big dogs at home have I fucked know. over the favorites. I know. Just win. Just win, though. Three-teamer. <laughs> hmm. Could take... Who is it? Bryce Perkins is the quarterback for the Rams? Ooh, could take my team to 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. Pats plus no. 13 and a half. Our defense will keep that close. Oh. I don't like that. I don't like that. The Bills will not be, you know, they're not going to come out of nowhere, Detroit. They've won three Well, the good one with Bills-Lions is you just lose prepared. that one. It's the first game of the week. If you That's have the right. three-teamer, you that one, then you yeah, have the other two Yeah, just keep waiting. doubling up. you got plenty of chances. Ohio State, you got it all. Yeah. Sunday night, Eagles-Packers. It's in Philadelphia. Eagles at an interesting moment right now with their fans, with people that follow the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Not sure what to make of them anymore. I know they're a Super Bowl contender. They seem very vulnerable. I don't think anybody's going to be like terrified to play them. Now, they might get Jordan Davis back um, yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Goddard's going to come back eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're never Sue's done well in mm-hmm. I have the Eagles favored by eight points against Green Bay. Uh, uh, you're going to get it. I said eight and a half, which is what it should be. Six and a half. Oh. A little low. I'm just trying to think of how many night games Rodgers could lose. Is it possible he just goes through all these? It's just worse and worse. And Did you watch top- that whole game Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Rodgers was terrible. <laughs> he really was. Like, he was... I, I think that was the worst game I've ever seen him play. Just like crossing routes. he had routes. throws all over the place. He was missing, missing guys. guys. He was late. Yep. His body language was bad. I didn't even feel like the Titans played that well. Mm-hmm. I thought he was bad. Yeah. Yeah, he missed wide open guys. A lot. Over but, and over again. Like, he, he looked awful. All right, but let's work backwards here. This Collinsworth... What's it gonna be like? It's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Look, look at it. Are we, are we gonna be like? He's not himself, or is it gonna be like? That's the Aaron Rodgers we know. I, I do worry that the that's the Aaron Rodgers we know is, is gonna it's gonna be the prevailing thought. I think it's Chris the. Coleman. I don't think I, Mike. I don't think he trusts his team. <laughs> I don't think he trusts these guys, Mike. I think he'll he'll make excuses for him. Yeah. They ran out of ayahuasca at <laughs> halftime. You can't expect this guy to perform. I was on a text thread with somebody recently trying to figure out what Rodgers is going to look like five years from now. <laughs> Just like as a person, as a public figure. Yeah. And whether there's like possibility for him to become almost reviled like what happened with Kurt Schilling. Whether that's like mm-hmm. in play. Like at least like five to one odds. Think so? Yeah. Yeah, I... I'm not predicting it, but I, I do think like if you're going to say which football star, I guess Brady would be the other possibility. Which yeah. football star is going to be reviled five years from now? Mm-hmm. Maybe nobody will be. Hopefully the answer is nobody. Well, well, will they stick him on Jeopardy? Will he be that hateable? I mean, Brady's involved in this FTX thing and had a whole charity thing. He's had the craziest. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's, all-time roller coaster year where the roller coaster is mostly just going down at full speed and mm-hmm. then like a couple ups, but down, down, down. He's lucky Herschel but- Walker was born. <laughs> That's the football player everyone's yeah. talking about. Herschel Walker. There's another example yeah. of a reviled post star. Yeah. For years, we knew Herschel Walker for the Heisman trophies and mm-hmm. for the trade that uh, created the Dallas Cowboys dynasty, basically. Yeah. And the USFL. I guess those are the three things. Mm-hmm. And now? Monday night. Children everywhere. All right, this is it. So we're tied. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight to eight to eight. And I was off by a half a point. Monday Come night. Z- zombie Matt Ryan <laughs> and Jeff Saturday's Indianapolis Colts against the Picket Pickens, Tomlin Steelers. Mm-hmm. I have the Colts favored by two and a half. We tie. I said three and a half. It's three. Ah, I needed one week. I needed to steal this week. God, poor Troy and Buck. When when did this game ever look good? I think this the Colts are kind of fun off. to watch. No, I'm just saying the beginning of the year. I'm trying to think of. Can they bring Jim Irsay in the booth? 
Can I make any requests? <laughs> we had 10 minutes to Jim Mercer. How about Jeff Saturday in the booth? He's like barely coaching anyway. Bring him up. Yeah, you're right. Jeff Saturday is going to join us for the second quarter. Hold on. I just got to tell my guys to punt. Give me one second. <laughs> yeah, they do it with baseball managers, right? Like during the game. Get them in there. I like the Steelers. I hope that line goes to three and a half. All right. Uh, let's do parent corner. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S, simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Get ready to level up your adventures with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes with all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at nissanusa.com. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Feel confident that you found the perfect car with a 30-day money-back guarantee from CarMax. Now you have 30 days to be absolutely sure your car is the right fit or you can return the car for any reason for a full refund up to 1,500 miles. Get the ultimate peace of mind with the Love Your Car Guarantee only from CarMax. See CarMax.com for details. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, what do you got, so? All right, so I'm in Oregon right now. You know, we planned this trip. We want to show my oldest Archie, the university, and maybe get him out of the house and then everyone else will follow. That'd be nice. So um, I looked on the schedule like a month ago and I see they're playing Utah, one of their arch rivals. It's a night game. So I'm like, all right, we're going to make a big weekend out of this. The tour is Monday or whatever. Saturday, we'll go to the game. I buy tickets for the five of us. It'll be a fun weekend. Um, you, uh, we, we don't even mention I'm going to Oregon on the podcast on Guest Alliance, but I think I said Pacific Northwest or something. And so in the middle of the week, I get a DM from the president of the university in Oregon. Patrick Phillips heard us uh, talking about me going somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. He's a big fan of the podcast. He'd love it if I joined him in the president's box. And Whoa. so now I look, yeah, I was like, wow. Uh, so I look him up because I know this would be a great prank by you and uh, about 15 people I know. So I, I do my due diligence and I figure out this is actually... The guy. Wait a second, hold on. How, yeah. how many suspects were there for pranking you, <laughs> pretending to be the Oregon president? There was At least you, 20. And my cousin Jimmy was the next seven. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. Friends and enemies. Yeah, this would have been this would have been a great one. But uh, but anyway, I go back and forth on him. He sets it up and uh, he's like, yeah, come in the second quarter. And so we go to the game and we have a great time and everyone's nice and it's super loud and cold. And then in the second quarter, we walk all the way to the president's box and he's right there waiting for us as soon as the door is open he's waiting for us and uh, he says he's a huge fan he says actually says the words he says i've been a fan of bills for, for all my life and i was like okay wow I mean, it, it's i'm weird. so old 
you appear to be in your 50s yourself, the president, but I don't say anything. So, uh, and he's talking to my youngest about the various parent corners, like uh, Harrison. He calls him Harriso. And he was really, not, he did everything but hand Archie a, a fake ID. I was like, what? This is really, this is something else. And then he says, you know, uh, if accepted, I'd be honored to have uh, Archie, I'd be honored to have you attend the university. And then he walks. He's like, go ahead, eat the buffet and then go back to your seats or don't or whatever. And he leaves. And then, you know, I'm starting to like get emotional and I, I grab Archie and I'm like about to well up in tears and I grab him and I say, yeah, Archie, I want you to know if you do get into Oregon, it's only because of me and Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> he like kind of hung his head. He got bummed out. And I was like, I'm kidding. My wife did not think it was amusing at all. But anyway, so that's the story. We go back to our seats, Oregon, one by three. It was very exciting. There you go. So, so now he's just going to, to spite you, go anywhere else. He's going anywhere else. That's the number two, <laughs> number three choices. Well, what a Community great school. They, and they won yeah. too, right? And they won 2017. Did very they cover? Cool. They covered. They were getting points because their quarterback, Bo Nix, was supposed to be out. And they played, suited up at the last minute. Holy yeah, shit. What that a was story. Parent corner. Yeah. It's emotional. Good job um, by you and us. I have two half parent corners. One is um, my son, who's going to a really hard high school and is learning on the fly a lot of study habits. But uh, biology has been his toughest course. Mm -hmm. And then he said in the last week, he started to get momentum in biology. And we were like, what's the difference? He's like, I'm, I'm taking notes. And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, taking notes in class. Somebody else in class, I noticed them doing it. So now I'm doing it and it's really helped. And right. we're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> He's like, I'm taking notes. Like the teacher, like he tells yeah. stuff and I just write down the stuff. And I had somebody I was sitting next to told me, you know, like just write like the most important things the teacher says down. And like, it helps me memorize. And <laughs> we're like, wait, what? <laughs> he went to this other school that I won't mention through eighth grade and they never taught him or pushed no him way. to take notes during class. And he had this big revelation about how important note taking is in class. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So now look out. Sky's the limit for Ben Simmons now. <laughs> so my wife says, Ben, what were you doing in class during the class as the teacher talked? And you, if you weren't taking notes and he's like, I don't know. I just would stare at the chalkboard. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My son, sky's the limit. Uh, <laughs> First of all, for him to say I'm getting momentum in biology, that should have scared you just in general. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, but he meant the class, but that is amazing. Like I'm taking notes. I'm going to bring a pen. I have a trapper keeper. I'm not going to wear uh, earbuds. <laughs> he, the, the kid might get into Harvard now that he now that he has unlocked this note-taking thing. It's, I love it. I don't know what's next for him. Uh, and then my daughter, so she had this big week. Um, she had, you know, her high school soccer season starting. She's the captain. She's all pumped. They had this little media day that they do, the school does for every team. It was on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then this big team sleepover on Friday and you know, you, you rise through the ranks. You start as a ninth grader, the, the pandemic, 10th grade. Last year was kind of a messed up season. It's like now finally, you know, this is, I get to be the captain. It's going to be great. And my dad was coming for his, so she's all fired up. She's like, mm -hmm. can't wait for the end of the week. Starts to feel a little sick Monday, Tuesday. 
calls me from school Wednesday. I have COVID. Oh, man. Comes home and is just on the IR the rest of the week. Misses uh. everything. And, uh. um, and meanwhile, I was in the car with her. She thinks she had it. They thought she had it from like Saturday, Sunday. Because she wasn't feeling well Sunday. She missed her last club game. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but then I was in the car with her on Monday, driving all the way around. So I don't have it. I, can we... Can we figure out a rhyme or reason to COVID at this point? No way. No. Like, you it's can't. just all over the map. You're with people. It's like, hey, just so you know, I had COVID last night. It's like, all right, does that mean I'm going to get it? Like, I don't, I don't even know what. So mm-hmm. anyway, it ruined her whole week. She was bummed out. I felt bad. No, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, you can't. I don't think any of us are more careful. Well, there are some people more careful, but. I don't know. We make the Corolla joke. Like, are we less careful than Corolla at this point? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I go about my business. We had like 180 people at my birthday party in July of 21. Like one person right. got it. And then I've been in parties of like 15 people and six of them get it. So. I, I don't, right. I, like I, you were in the you president's suite. I guaranteed like everybody wasn't masked up or like in the mm-hmm. college football game with a hundred thousand people. It's not like you're worried about. Right. I don't know. I've been to basketball games. I don't think about it anymore, but yet. Well, listen, you know, out there, it feels like it's going to get worse. Your son, Ben, is getting momentum in biology. Maybe he could explain it to us, depending on the notes. I'm going to ask him if the teacher brings (laughs) it up. I'll just read Ben's notes on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) And he takes the notes. Anyway, uh, all right. That's uh, that's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner was brought to you by CarMax. CarMax makes shopping for a car easy for everyone with tens of thousands of CarMax certified cars to choose from. There's a perfect match for your budget and your life. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying, reimagine. All right, before we go. Yeah. So tomorrow Team USA plays. By the time a lot of people hear this, maybe the game already happened. But we have all this World Cup stuff. We have all this college football stuff. We have NBA in full swing. There's World Cup games. There's three on Monday and then four every day after that for the next couple. Great week. Great week. College football on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And this is where, as my as your friend, I'm a little worried about you. This is like too much sports. <laughs> and I know be. you're going to try to bet on all of it. I didn't even mention hockey and some of the other things going on. But this, I know you're going to bet on the World Cup. I know yep. you're going to have cross-sport parlays. Like, what mm-hmm. are we... You have, you have your own podcast, the Extra Points podcast, where we can hear some of the bets. And you have yeah. the Against All Odds pod as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I don't know what you're capable of. Is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? What, where, where I don't either. Lead? And I'm worried about, I'll tell you what, specifically Wednesday. And I haven't even seen the soccer games. And I don't even love soccer. But you know how everybody crams, tries to cram the weekend. So they, they're off Wednesday, you know, and yeah. Thursday and Friday. It's like, that's what's going to be bad for me. I'll tell you one bet I made for soccer. This is okay. my, you know how I do the no buzzer beaters? Yeah. You hate it. You hate it because it's like. I do. Because you, like you hate fun. How about this? Over four and a half zero zero games in the entire tournament. So you need five zero zero games. Mm-hmm. Zero zero. What happens yeah. if so when it gets the penalty kicks, the zero zero still zero zero, zero in regulation. Zero? Yeah, in regulation. Yep. The ninety. Oh, that points. seems like a good bet. You want to jump on? I'll give, I'll give you. I'll give you five thousand. I don't hate I fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Winning's fun. Who do you like? I mean, everyone loves well, USA, but they're like, what, minus 140 to get in the uh, in the next round? Steve Cerruti, who I trust, who um, mm-hmm. he's a valued and beloved producer for us, but he's also hosted a couple. He hosted a World Cup betting show last week for us on the gambling show. 
He loved Uruguay at 40 to one. Mm-hmm. He thought for like a, a long shot value. Um, he thought that was pretty good. I want to do, I'm going to end up doing a long shot bet, I think. Don't do it he, though, because our, our soccer guys, Toby Mergor said that only eight countries have won this in the whole history. So you could take like Harry loves Belgium and some other, but you just. So I just have to find the eight countries that won and those are the only eight I can bet? I don't know. I mean, that's if, if you want history to have any part of it. Like take the Netherlands or something at 14 to one. That would be like a long, a, a potentially winnable long shot. Can I ask you one question? Yeah. So when we bet that, when we bet, I, I screwed this up every four years with the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So you can bet the team to win to either team to win, right? Or you could bet the tie in regulation. Yeah. Those draw. are the three bets. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then you have the other, I'm betting this team, the final result of this game will be that the team wins. That's for the next round, That's right? for the next round. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to worry about that yet. No, you're good. You, you have three options in this. Um, in the win, lose, tie. There's the only it. three things I could bet on. That's exactly So it. USA, mm-hmm. home plus 135, mm-hmm. or win plus 135, tie plus 200, Lose plus two thirty. That's correct. Yep. Why is it so complicated? I feel like they. <laughs> I, I don't feel like they like us that much with the soccer. No, I know. So there, you could bet tie no bet, right? So if it ends in a tie, you just push. But then you're betting USA minus one fifty five or Wales plus one twenty. So you could do, like you could bet USA, right? And Pulisic as yeah. to score at any time plus four ninety nine. That oh, seems like the, the way, sucker bet of all time. By the way, th- uh, did you hear? Him? I don't know why he's on my TV, but Jason Garrett says Pulisic. He says, "Get the Rock to pull a check." I was like, "You Garrett can, said that? Can you get anything right? Is there any single thing you can get right <laughs> on television?" And then he clapped. He's get like, off my TV, Pulisic! Oh my God, it's the best. I've had a lot of people comment about the eight second. I love before it. the halftime. Have you've you got, been, have you've you been focused on it. it? Yeah, you got me into it. Archie laughed my son. I was like, oh, you have no idea. Simmons has been on this for, for like a month. It's so great. <laughs> Coming up. The other thing I love, and this is, you know how people make these weird YouTube clips? NBC, when they do the, those graphics that somebody spent three days on, yeah, where it's like ju- all the people Justin Herbert's throwing a touchdown to in his career, but it's like set in like uh, Disneyland and like oh, it's yeah, different yeah. rides. Yeah, and, you right, know, somebody right. sp- spent all this time in this graphic, and yeah. then they have to spend the extra ten seconds on it because somebody spent two days on it. <laughs> I would just love to see a YouTube clip of like the worst ten of those because there was one they had last week, and I can't remember what it was, but it was three receivers. Mm-hmm. And they had full batteries next to them. And it was like, but then when they get hurt and then the batteries went oh, down like your iPhone, wow. I was like, oh, the battery one. Oh, wow. <laughs> good one, Bob. <laughs> People are dumb. They need explosive things exploding on their screen. That should be a Twitter feed. If Twitter can yeah. survive this next couple of weeks, somebody needs to have a Twitter feed of all of these bizarre, uh, I like super over the top graphic things. Uh, all right, cuz, what do you got to plug? There it is. Against all odds, extra points. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Covered in Glories, our soccer podcast, Megan Fun of Sports, Lemon Pepper Parley, Minus. So we got them all, the Extra Points Podcast Network. Check them all out. Like you said, there is a ton of, so this is the best week. This is the best week. It really week. is. This is yeah. in Thanksgiving on top Come of on. everything else. No one say April or March or anything. Unbelievable. This is it. 
This is the well, best. we missed you at dinner last night. The big revelation was Dixon has written off Mike August and said he's I dead know. to him. I know. I heard that on the phone. August he's dead is to him. <laughs> he's going to hear this, by the way. He listens to us. <laughs> well, he said, Dixon said he's dead to him. And Did it wasn't pay? like, there's what? no chance to make up. It's over. It's a wrap. It's done. I know. A 40-year friendship is thrown out the I window. I like it because he wouldn't go to the wedding, right? He booked some uh, San Diego trip or, or something. Not only did he not bucks. go to the wedding, he booked a Corolla thing. <laughs> Were you still on like the air? Four months in, four months <laughs> before in the wedding right. and then never RSVP'd yeah. and also pulled Corolla out of the wedding mix because right. he booked Corolla a gig. So Dixon's out. Yeah, but he's going to get a nice gift, right? <laughs> For August? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Let me get where? Where'd you go? Let me guess the bill. Or did you go? Uh, oh, I don't know. We went to Bianco Pizza. Oh, uh, so there was no. Uh, oh, no, that stinks. So I can't stick. I can't describe how much pizza was eaten. Really? Yeah, Bianco Pizza is the worst thing that's happened to me. It's so great. Like, for, I'm, it's, so I'm definitely. If I'm ever gonna get to 200 pounds, it'll be because mm. Chris Bianco opened a pizza place in LA. You know what? I may have to go for Thanksgiving now. Screw this other stuff. After like eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, Sal. Congrats on your big Oregon trip. Yeah. Uh, and as always, good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. That's it for the podcast. Thanks to Matt Bellany. Thanks to Cousin Sal. Thanks to Kyle Creighton for producing. As always, happy birthday, Kyle. I will see you on this feed on Tuesday. I want to see them. I want to wait